we start it? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, so <laughs> what's going on, everyone? And welcome to episode one of oh, our man. new podcast, the Entrepreneur Gene Podcast. Woo, I'm, I'm here with my partner, Chris. What up, bro? What's up, man? How's it going? Starting off. How are you podcast. guys doing? How are you guys? My name is Ben. My name is Chris. And we're going to be your hosts for the Entrepreneur Gene Podcast. Me and Chris literally just thought about doing this, what, 25 minutes ago? Yeah, and you know what? We just decided let's just turn the camera on and we'll brainstorm for the camera and for you guys. So that way you guys can kind of see how we're thinking starting this whole podcast up. And that's exactly what we want this channel to be is our journey through our entrepreneurship. Hopefully we go through some lessons that you guys won't have to go through. We have Chris getting comfy here. Sorry. Getting ready for a long podcast. I'm trying to to look more like you, more casual. Like we said, this just happened. So that's why we're dressed differently. Yeah. What are your thoughts on this? You know, how do you feel about starting a podcast and getting into this? You know, I've always wanted to start a podcast with my background in YouTube. Me and Amanda were actually thinking about starting a podcast. Amanda, his wife from the Pena Family Vlogs. A lot of you guys might already know them from there. Man, if you don't, uh, you got to go check us out. But now, anyway, now we were thinking about starting a podcast a while back, but we just, I, I don't know. I feel like we just never pulled the trigger. Like we had a topic that we wanted to talk about. We have the equipment that we needed. We like, I, I just don't know why we never did. I, I guess just time permitted us from doing it or, you know, just ourselves. And you know what, man, I'll be honest with you. I have a lot of thoughts that are like that. And yeah. I kind of talked to Mo about it too. Yeah. And I kind of call those farts. It's like something that you really think about and you kind of develop the idea, but it kind of just poops into the air. Yeah. And then nothing happens. And I think a lot of us go through that, right? You know, you think of something. I feel like everyone, everyone goes through that in some way, shape or form. It's like, okay, do I, I I mean, literally on the, on a really, really basic level, do I want to get up right now and go wash my car? Exactly. Or, you know, like, dang, I really have to vacuum it out good. I have to take the stuff out of the trunk. And I'm so happy that you bring that up because I need to, you know, let you guys know you young entrepreneurs out there. Who go through stuff like this everyone goes through it yeah everyone goes through it everyone literally. but at the end of the day you got to have that motivation like hey i'm gonna do this mm-hmm. and it's because i have that passion for it right yeah and you know what i think the that also kind of like to bridge off of what i was saying what separates a successful entrepreneur versus a non-successful entrepreneur or unsuccessful is the successful entrepreneur will take action on those farts exactly so on those thoughts that, you know like exactly even if they like they don't care if it's gonna work or not they're just gonna try it and see what happens if you don't take the shot you're never gonna make you know you're never gonna you're make not it. gonna make any of the shots I don't know whatever you, the thing is if you don't shoot you're not gonna score there you go exactly you miss every shot you don't take so exactly like what you're talking all the about. big people tony robbins gary v you know i'm sure you can name a couple a more. bunch of people yeah they all will i guarantee you if you talk to them about one small thing the one thing that they will say is just go for it. Just Take do action. It, exactly. Go for it. And that's why they're who they are. So. Exactly. And that's one thing that we've, like he mentioned, we follow Gary Vee. And that's one thing that I've noticed all across this channel is literally take action. You know, yep. think less and do more. Yep. Because you're going to learn more from doing than you're going to learn from sitting there and thinking about exactly. it. Exactly. And that's the big thing that I think most entrepreneurs they don't have that click, you know, that epiphany, you know, that moment that they're like, hey, I just got to, you know, put my nose down and start grinding. Yeah. 
Yeah, so, man, that's just crazy to think about. And that's yeah. why we started the podcast. Yes. <laughs> Was because it's going to go of everywhere it. which way. Like, it, I'm sorry, it's going to be random, but I we mean, could if have, you get something exactly. out of it, that's literally all we're here for. Is we're just here to help you guys take something, even if it's like a 10-second clip in a 30-minute video, like, that, that Anything we're goal we accomplished, do, exactly. you know what I mean? So. And that's, that's exactly good. why uh, I think this is a really good example of that is that we didn't stay here and said, I actually told Chris, I was like, should I get dressed? You know, should I do something? No. And he was like, no, let's just sit down. Let's get the freaking camera. And yeah. Start recording. And you know what, too, as a, like for me, like just watching videos in general across the YouTube platform, I would rather see someone like him versus someone like me with a tie and a dress shirt and a coat on because I can relate to him more. Versus me in a suit. Even though I wear a suit, like I would rather listen to someone that's successful in sweatpants and a sweatshirt versus a suit. You know what I mean? Like for I the get, longest I feel time, the same way. for the longest time, I would always pre present myself with a t-shirt and basketball shorts. That's all I wore. I don't care if I was going to a meeting. I don't care if I was showing a house to a client. Like as bad as it sounds, like that sounds terrible now that I think about it. <laughs> like I would not feel bad. I'd be like, you know, I have rapport with these people. Like. You know, I feel like we're on the same level. I'm just trying to help them out. Like, I'm right around the corner from my house. Let me go in my slides. Pull up real quick. You know, exactly. like, let me pull up in my slides because, and, and uh, looking back on it now, like, that's so unprofessional and, like, just the whole thing. But, like, for myself, I relate to that. You know, so, like, as if I if we have him in, in comfy clothes and me in a suit or vice versa, like, regardless of, you know, what we're saying, I could relate to you more versus me. Yeah, and I think it's just depending on what you're talking about. I think it's, like... For example, right now, we're trying to kind of give advice and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So it's like if you're in a casual wear, then it's like more relatable. But in the sense of, you know, ha having someone show a house, then maybe that's when you'll put on your suit and stuff like that. So I get where you're coming from. And that's, I mean, I yeah. think you're right about that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I feel like to, to each their own, because like for me, like I said, I relate to you more because you're casual. If I meet with you, like, for example, if I'm buying a house, right, and I'm or, or for even easier example if i'm selling a house okay and i'm interviewing people and they show up in this out but if I, you show up in this i'll talk to you and then obviously i'll pick that agent but once you show up in your suit and present yourself to me and like you're you're i'm, I'm interviewing you literally exactly. you should show up in professional clothing i'm hiring you if you showed up in jeans and a polo the next time we met i wouldn't care you know what i mean so the first and impression I, is the big one yeah but if I if if we're like, just talking about if that we're right if we're going on like you know, you sell my house and then you're showing me houses, and you're like yo like I'm with my kids or whatever this weekend I'm like yeah bro like I understand like it, I really just want to see this house like bring your kids I could care less and you're in shorts and flip flops and whatever like to me I could care less because I already know who you are you've already presented to me professionally now like I just I'm chilling with you like you you know you're and helping I'm, me out I'm nodding my head to everything you're saying and it's, it looks funny on the camera but. You're so right because I have clients that it's the summer, right? It's like yeah. 110 degrees. Yeah. I'm in there pulling up in a suit, you know, and, you know, yeah. my finest clothing because that's how I just pre yeah, present you myself. Yeah, you want to present yourself very nicely. And they've and a lot of them, maybe half of them, to be honest with you guys, will straight up tell me, hey, man, you don't got to pull up in a suit with me anymore. Hey, exactly. you, know, you just got to, you know, pull up in some shorts and a shirt. Be comfortable, yeah. man. We're cool. Like, you know, like we're yeah. good already. Yeah. So that's so funny that you bring that yeah. up because that's, that's – I think that brings more attention to – the first impression yeah because that's the vibe you're gonna get from the person and after that we're more accepting of you know oh okay they're gonna pull up in a shirt and stuff like that yeah 
and I and again I don't think that is the case in every situation because there are some people that would rather you have a suit on twenty four seven. It's just the environment that yeah. you're in. You got to be. Yeah. So it's like you're not gonna go different. to a, a, a you know interview for um let's say fast food joint in a suit. Yeah. And you're not gonna go to a you know uh, a lawyer interview interviewing for with you know, sandals and yeah. exactly. Or That's a polo so and jeans, you know, you're never gonna do that. You're always gonna pull up in, in, you know, a full suit and everything like So so far I think just taking action and first impressions. That's yeah. what's really separating, you know, like Gary V when I first seen him too, it was just literally V neck T shirt. And jeans. But that's who Gary Vee is. That's who he is. And yeah. he's who he is. And, and that's, that's how he presents himself. He's not selling houses, so he doesn't have to right. present himself right. as such. But you know what? It's funny because no matter where where you see him, I mean, I'm sure there's occasions where he's dressed up all fancy and stuff, but like 90% of the time, 95% of the time, he's in jeans and a t-shirt or jeans and a hoodie and a beanie and sneakers, whatever. And what's his, what's his net worth? It's like over two hundred million dollars. Yeah, two hundred million dollars, and that—that's like the real, real ballers, the real players. Bro. You know, the people who are actually out there doing it. They're not on Instagram, you know, flexing the Lamborghini yeah, or bro. stuff like, like that. No. they're like Gary Vee, like Jeff Bezos, like Mark Zuckerberg, yeah. like they're you know, all chilling. Um, and that's just who they are. Warren and, Buffett, and I respect them for that because when you get on that kind of scale, like you can probably switch up real easily. But like Gary Vee has stayed himself from day one. From day one. Yeah. That's what's so respectable that's what, about that that's guy. That's what Gary Vee is though. Like that's what his whole, you know, speech is about is him being himself and you should be yourself and, you know, just taking action and all this stuff. Like, he's one of the reasons why I'm sitting here with you doing this podcast is, is because of Gary Vee. And he's going to be on this channel one of these days. I don't know. It's going to be the 100th episode. That's speaking that into existence. 500th right episode. There. Yep. That's another thing, man. You have to, you got to <laughs> manifest, man. You have to. So he's gonna be on here, man. It's we're gonna I, hunt him I down. I believe that. I believe we, that. He will be. But we're gonna have a lot of good entrepreneurs on this podcast right here. Um, other than that, I think we did want to touch a little bit about our real estate side, which okay. is where we're kind of you know heading half of our energy towards is the real estate side. Yeah. Um, one thing that we're gonna be coming that's gonna be coming up in our YouTube channel is gonna be some tips for those of you who aren't homeowners who are interested in knowing how to prepare to buy a home. Because believe it or not, it's an intricate process. It's a lot more complicated than we think sometimes. So especially for such a big purchase, you know, such a big step towards, you know, your financial freedom, you can say, you have to prepare. So you can get not only the best deal, but, you know, make sure that you actually get to that angle, which Sorry. is to purchase a home. Yeah, and I don't mean to cut you off, but before you click out of this video, even if you're not in a position to where you're gonna buy a house in the next year or five years or 10 years, this is still beneficial to you because it is a process. It's a, it may not be a long process for some people, but for most people, it's, it's a pretty decent sized process to put yourself in a position to go through the home buying process. And I'm so glad you bring that up because most of us tend to, you know, tune stuff out when it comes to those big decisions. Sometimes yeah. it's because we don't want to face the decision right. or other times it's because we feel like we don't need the information to get to our goal. Right. So no, you're so right, man, because it's such a big, this is like having heart surgery, but for your wallet. Yeah, really? Like your house can make or break you for the next 10 to 20 <laughs> to 30 years. And that proved to be the case back in 2008 when the economy farted. Yeah, literally. <laughs> I don't think it farted, I think it sharded. Yes, so <laughs> if those people were more educated, they could have seen the trend in the market. There's a bunch of stuff that I can get into, especially as a realtor and someone that does this oh, all yeah, the time. Oh yeah, for sure. 
But what we're trying to get to is, is we're just trying to provide very simple, straightforward, very uh, layman's terms, tips and information towards something that I feel like is very undervalued, very, you know, people are very undereducated in purchasing a home. It's right. as easy as going on Google and finding information out. So I know stuff like that's boring, and that's exactly why we started this channel, so we can kind of show you guys in the form of video. So I yeah. think this is going to be very very beneficial for anybody, even if you know people who are looking to buy a home, because you want to be educated with these big decisions. But enough about that. I kind of want to tell you what Chris went through. His was a little more unorthodox. Yeah, mine's, mine, it was different. Yeah, mine is a lot different than most people's, uh, just because it's – in today's day and age, so to say, it's it's really unheard of, because of. And just to give in you some, my area, some insight. Yeah. Traditionally, people have to get pre-approved, and they go on the open market and start looking at houses for right, sale, right, right. putting bids and stuff like that. Yeah. So what happened with me is, thankfully, my wife's family. A little, was, little closer to my. My yeah. wife, sorry, my wife's family is in the real estate business. Has been in the real estate business for thirty plus years. So we kind of, like, when we got married, we knew, like, what steps we had to take to put ourselves in a position to buy a home. So, um... You had information from your family already. Yeah, like, for example, for example, one, one very basic step is you have to have, you don't have to have good credit, but you want to make sure you don't have bad credit. So focusing on your credit is, like, one of the very, very first steps, especially being 18 years old, 19 years old, 20 years old. Making sure that you're keeping your credit good and starting your credit Establishing out. credit. Starting yeah, credit. Establishing credit and keeping it good on the good side is like one of the biggest things that you can do to like set yourself up for success. And they don't teach us that in school. Right. So no, most no, of us. I have never heard about that until, you know, her. I mean, I knew a little bit about it, but I didn't really know exactly what, you know, a FICO score was or what this credit score meant for buying a house how to like get a freaking credit stuff. card <laughs> yeah like little things like that and so like having a conversation at that point when we got married we knew okay we need to establish some credit we know that we need to not you know be disciplined and not rack all this credit up you know and not have all this debt and you know just just taking it one step at a time but long story short and, what and let me ask you really quickly yeah. before you go to the next step why do you think it's important to have good credit I know that you're saying um, because not to have a low score, but what do you think specifically is beneficial about have it, having credit other than actually qualifying for the program? You know, you need usually above a 600 yeah. credit score mm -hmm. to qualify for a loan. Why else do you think that's important, though? I think that having a good credit score is important because literally all credit is, all, all it is, is is basically showing you how trustworthy you are as a person. Showing the bank how trustworthy you yeah. are as an individual. It, whether it's for a house, whether it's for a car, whether it's for a, you know, a line of credit that you're just trying to go and you know buy a couple clothes, whatever it is, it's basically your I'm trustworthy you know, score, pretty much. If and you have an 800 credit score and you have, like, you have someone with an 800 credit score and someone with a 500 credit score, you're more likely to lend five thousand dollars to the person with eight hundred credit score versus five. And the That's way that works. the way the bank sees it is that if you have a lower score, you're a riskier borrower, right? Because there's a good chance you don't pay the loan back because you've proven through that you don't. evidence <laughs> yeah. that you don't. So you have a higher interest rate, which is going to qualify you for less of a home, yeah, and ultimately not going to be beneficial. The higher your score, the better your rate. <laughs> And the more trustworthy you are to the bank because they're saying, okay, this person has a good score. 
they're not as risky as a borrower, we can give them a better rate because we want their business. Right. And that's yeah. exactly how that works. So credit, what else? What else? Credit, um, knowing, you know, realistically what you want, I think is very important. Uh, coming into the California market, when we were living in, we were living in Texas. So we didn't even think about buying a home there because we knew that we were going to come home to California. California market is a lot a bit higher than most other states, especially Texas. Most other countries. <laughs> yeah, most other countries. So, so you know, expensive. coming to California, is, it was very expensive. So we had to really be realistic with what we were looking for. At the time when we first started to look, we, you know, wanted to figure out how much are we trying to spend. If you're trying to spend, you know, a couple thousand dollars for a mortgage, great. Now you need to figure out how much a couple thousand dollar mortgage equals into a sales price. Into the, yep, yeah. Exactly. So we had to figure out, do we want to live in a $5,000 a month neighborhood or a $2,000 a month neighborhood? That's something that you have to really dumb down and, and sit down and like, yeah, although a $5,000 neighborhood would be nice, but is that something that we can really afford? You know, and I'm so, so happy. This, this is the process that I take my clients through. It's so funny. <laughs> you get pre-approved first, which is you're saying, how much do you want to spend monthly? And just, I love how Chris actually pointed this out. Your monthly payment, the lender is the one that's going to be able to tell you, okay, this yeah. is how much house you can buy with this monthly payment. Mm -hmm. So it sounds like step number two is to not only be comfortable with your monthly payment, but also Figuring making sure that matches your, your budget, your budgets and is realistic. Cause right. a lot of the times we want a $1,200 payment. You know, we don't want to pay that much, but we don't, we're not open to the neighborhoods that give us that $1,200 payment. Exactly. What you're going to pay monthly is going to translate in what you're going to get. Yeah. So realtors really, can help you, but we're not magicians. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. All <laughs> we can do is you. guide you. All we really, all we're here to do is guide you and, you know, help you to what we think that you guys know, negotiations say. and a bunch of good stuff. So, so you were able to get your monthly payment that you desired. Then from there you matched it with, yeah, where you're going to go with where you're going to go. And then from there, you know, you just got to, so mean, how depending. did, how did the, the situation that you went through came come up? Okay. So did you get pre -approved I'm going to throw you guys for a curveball, or <laughs> because I, we weren't even looking for houses. Oh, you weren't right. Okay. So my mother-in-law, which is Amanda's mom is also a realtor, real estate agent. So she actually had this house listed, you know, in the neighborhood that we live in, which is like a, a really nice neighborhood. Um, with the area that we're at and like it was right when YouTube was kicking off like you know we were making decent money like catching up with whatever we had to deal with it sounds like it kind of fell on your lap yeah literally so she had listed that home which was a for sale by owner so if you're not familiar oh, wow. it was a for sale by owner prior so the person that owned the house was trying to sell them sell the house by themselves without a realtor without a realtor which is Usually, difficult. not the way you want to go. It's very difficult. Just to put it in a nutshell. Yeah. So uh, her mom actually was one of the agents interviewed to take it off of a for sale by owner and actually list it with the real estate agent. Understood. So, so she got that listing and she was helping that person sell the home. And it was listed for, you know, say $500,000. And um, the house was getting offers. There was multiple buyers interested in the property. It's obviously a single-story home. You were telling me. East Island, blah, 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 blah. Like, it was a very nice home, and it was priced decently. I think it was a little overpriced, whatever. But um, they were getting offers on it. And uh, 
they just ultimately decided, you know, I don't want to just sell my home to anyone, which is understandable. Like if you have a home now or if you're you think about put yourself in their shoes. If you had a home that you spent, you know, years of all your memories are in this home and you're going to sell it. You don't want to just sell it to someone who's going to go and trash it. You know what I mean? Regardless, I know it's not going to be yours anymore. And I, it sounds like um, it's funny because Mike Ferry was just talking about this for a workshop we went to last week with the office. Yeah. It sounds like the sellers were amiable, which means that they cared about who was going to come into their home. They right. weren't so concerned about what kind of offer they were getting, right. although it had to make sense. They wanted to make sure they had the right people in their home because they've done so much to it and they've showed so much love for the home. Okay. So then after that, they went on the market for maybe a couple months, a few months. What happened? How yeah, did you so, guys come so into they the were picture? On, they, were on the, they were on the market for like a month, maybe a month and a half. And then they came to the conclusion of wanting to, you know, just wait. They were going to wait uh, probably a, another year or two to sell the house. They were just going to hold on to it and rent it out to someone. Okay. And that's when, you know, by the grace of God, my mother-in-law was like, well, you know what? My my daughter and, you know, her husband and my grandkids need a home. And, you know, uh, they're thinking about getting into a home and maybe they can rent this one out. And then at the end of a year, we'll do what's called a lease option. So it's where you rent the house for a year and then all that money most of the time can go towards the down payment of the home. So it can save you money in the long run. And at the end of that year, you have the option to either purchase the house or extend your lease or move out, you know? So it, and the reason why I said it's not very common is because there's really no benefit to the seller of the home. You're locked in for a set price at the beginning of this year. If the housing market goes up and it's worth, you know, three times that much, I'm still going to buy it for this amount that we agreed on last year, you know, and I still have the option to buy it. Uh, and if I don't decide to buy it, then great. Now what are they going to do? Are they going to find another, another tenant or are they going to try to sell it again? Like it's a whole nother headache. So it's really, you know, and it sounds like they were willing to go towards that path with you guys for the sole fact that they wanted you guys. Right. So, yeah. So she was like, you know what? I'm open to it. Let's meet with them. Let's meet with them. And then I'm going to see, you know, how they are, blah, blah, blah. Not interview us, but just get to know us as people. Yeah. And so we met with them and, you know, they liked us, which was amazing. In a sense, kind of interview you guys, though. Yeah. Yeah. In a sense, kind of interview <laughs> like, us do I to want see, these do, do I want these, you know, do I want this young family to come in and, you know, live in this home? And uh, thankfully, you know, we, I mean, we're nice people, I would say, you know, we're very talkative, talkative people. We, we can, you know, talk to anybody. Civilized folks. Yeah. So, <laughs> so thankfully we, they liked us and, you know, I promise you. We say it was a Thursday. I think it was a Thursday that we met with him. Okay. We signed the contract on Friday, and I was all moved in by Sunday night. Dang. Granted, I had to find someone. I had just moved into the apartment in Redlands yes. in, Jan in like May, I think it was. And this was happening in October. So I was only four months into my lease. I had a whole another eight months that Under. I had to stay, and they didn't want to let me out of my lease. So you got the contract signed Thursday, someone to – take over your lease yes. and then pretty much confirm that you were moving into your new home and, and get moved in by yes. Sunday. Yep. Three or four days it took. And all of my furniture was go in my house, out of that house. The person was moving into the apartment. We had gotten off the lease. They had gotten approved for their lease. That's crazy. Uh, like, like, it was just insane, bro. I was like, where are the screenshots at? Yeah, bro. I'm <laughs> telling you. It was so That's crazy. That's crazy, bro. And stuff like that kind of just happens sometimes. Yeah. And like I was telling you, I might be in a situation where something crazy like that's going to happen for me and my girlfriend. And that's going to be coming soon. 
But man, dude, stuff like that kind of just falls in your lap sometimes. Huh? Yeah, and you know what? I want to kind of touch on what you were saying earlier, where you were saying Gary V will be on this podcast. He will be on this podcast. At that moment in time, there was no way that we could afford that house. That's crazy. My wife was like, "Let's move in. Let's move in." I was like, "Babe, like we." Amanda was like, "No, like we." Uh, no, I was like, "No, we can't." Like, literally, we were making this much, and we're gonna pay this much, and like it leaves us this much for food, gas you know, diapers, you know, food, like all this other stuff that we had committed to already. You're like, there's no way. There's no way. Like, I mean, yeah, we might be able to do it, but we probably gonna have to eat cup of noodles for a couple months or whatever. Like literally sacrifice. And I promise you, YouTube grew. That's crazy. Like it just, she manifested it into existence. So let me ask you a question. Once you bought, you know, well moved in and kind of started realizing these new expenses because yeah. it's a big house. And yeah, you haven't, yeah, yeah. I've actually got lost in this house. Yeah. <laughs> Let you tell you guys a little bit. It's not that big. <laughs> I got lost in there. Okay. Um, so do you think that pushed you to kind of say this YouTube thing it has to go? Like, did that motivate you guys or? You know what? Um, it motivated us. Yes. But for my wife, it motivated us. And I'm going to be completely honest here because that's what I want to be about. I want to be about honesty. Straight up. It crippled love me. It. I love it. It crippled me. Moving in. It crippled me because I was so focused on the fact that I had to, I had this much that was going out in expenses. You had Ava. Yeah. Stella I had it. We had, no, Stella was, she was pregnant with Stella. Being conceived. Yeah, she <laughs> was being... pregnant. She was, she was, we moved in in October, in, <laughs> in October and she was going to be born in January. Wow. And you know what? Sorry, to go back even more in manifestation, when we had moved into the apartment in May, Amanda was like, we will be in a house before Stella's born. I'm like, dude, we're signing a lease you for did a year. You about that, bro. I was you like, we signed you. a lease for a year. You can't expect us to just break a lease and be in the house, you know. It poof. doesn't make sense. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. That. It doesn't yeah. make sense. Because yeah, you so. guys were in a lease for another eight months. Yeah. There was no way there was that no you way. were in the market. There was, there was literally, I was like, yeah, okay, babe, great. But in the back of my mind, I'm like, there's no way. Like, we That's signed crazy. a year, and we I know she's going to be at least for three or four months into this house because there's no way we're going to break our lease and get into a home. So to say, even though we weren't even looking, like, to first to say, but, yeah, so manifestation is crazy, and I do believe in manifestation and all that stuff. And so— It started um, with first Amanda saying man. it, then getting into the rental, and then— you just closed escrow yep. October of this uh, year. Yeah, on this year. But let's go back uh, some more. So when we moved in, I was crippled. Yes. She was motivated. I'm, I can't wait to do videos, like more videos. I actually have a space in my house where we can film better videos. You know, it's better content. It's in a nicer home. It's in a nicer area. This, that, and the other. And it crippled me. It, for me, it was like... I was so stressed out and, and focused on the fact that how are we going to afford this place that I literally couldn't even give all my energy into the videos. So it sounds like Amanda was like high on the happiness of moving into the yeah. home and oh my gosh. Like yeah. this is beautiful. Focus on the positive. And you and I was were like, on the negative. babe, we're so screwed. Yes. We're so screwed, babe. This yeah. isn't going to work. Yeah. And, wow. and I mean, it's just the YouTube channel that we have uh, is a prime example. She wanted to do the YouTube thing. And I, from day one was like, you know what? That's great. I'm glad that you want to do that. That's yeah. a hobby for you. I want nothing to do with it. Wow. Because I was so focused on making money, you know, going to this job that I hated and, you know, trying to provide for the family, so to say. And, you know, she was over here doing it for the long run. And I was just focused on today. Wow. You know what I mean? That's crazy. Yeah. So, I mean, man, Amanda, if you're watching this, babe, you know, I love you. 
And you know that this is all here because of you. But yeah, yeah. So like uh, for some people, like it's really, really hard to take a leap of faith. Yeah, it's really hard to take a leap of faith like that. For me, I've always been that way. I'm trying to change it. But I, I think I'm in a point right now where where I'm trying to take another leap of faith and I'm I'm just going for it this time. So it sounds like when you when you were first getting together with Amanda, you were more of the that's not possible rather than how can I make this possible? I didn't believe in manifestation because I didn't see it in my life. Does that make sense? Yeah. I could see like, you manifest something and it happened for you, but it doesn't matter because it didn't happen for me. It, it doesn't seem real. Like, right. It just, what are you doing behind the scenes to make that manifestation come true? Where it's literally you're just believing for it. You're, you're focusing on that. And that's grinding. what's happening because you're doing all the things to get that. Like I didn't understand what that actually was and what it actually meant. And because I, it's happened to me, like it just put everything into perspective and literally like <laughs> everyone crazy. always says, you know, if you want to, if you want to be a millionaire, you have to, you have to be a millionaire before you're a millionaire. You have to think like a millionaire, have to be a millionaire and, and plant those seeds in yourself to become a millionaire. You know what I mean? And it's just so crazy. True. That's yeah, crazy, so, man. Yeah, we're off. We're so off. Like, like I said, we're. And now, be- that was so. You're talking about um, October twenty seventeen or seventeen? Oh yeah, 18. 18, 18. 18. So that's last year. Yep. And now, so what? Two hundred thousand subscribers later. Three hundred thousand subscribers later, and you guys' own like merchandise for babies. Yeah, um, yeah. She has an online store. She for, has her own channel. And- you have your Twitch. That yeah, you've been messing with a little, a little bit. bit here and there. That's more of like a hobby, though. I Dang, wouldn't consider man. that like I'm not trying to grow that, so to say. I mean, if it did, great. But I'm not focused on that. You know what I mean? How 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 does it feel looking back on everything now? <sighs> man, bro, it's crazy. It's like, so crazy because literally, like going because that from, was just what 13, 14 months ago. That was fourteen months ago. Yeah, going from I mean, even going back twenty four months. Going back 24 months, what's today? December of 2019? December 2019. December 2017, I was living in my in-law's garage. That's crazy. A one-bedroom studio. Literally, my bed, my dining room table, my dining room table, which is like a little four-chair. Just a table, table in the garage. A kitchenette and bathroom shower. That's it. Wow. And now I'm in a freaking five-bedroom house. Two-bath that I got house. lost in. Yeah. <laughs> That's like crazy, that, that's insane to me. If you were to ask me 24 months ago or you were to tell me 24 months ago, you're going to, you know, have a consistent income. You're going to be in a house that's in your name and your wife's name. And you're going to have two kids. Uh, I would have looked at you and been like, OK, all right. I'll where, believe it when I see it. What are you smoking? <laughs> yeah, bro. Exactly. What are you on? Man? What are you on? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And that's that's crazy. It's just insane. That's crazy. So in conclusion, Chris, what would you tell somebody who's in that studio right now in the one bedroom with the table for the dining room with, you know, them thinking how you thought two months ago, like that's not possible. What would you tell that person? You know, the only thing that I could tell you is to just, you know, believe in yourself. If you want something to take action, just take action. Simply take action. Yeah, even if it's something small. How long? Literally. How long would they have to take action for? Do it until you're successful. Like, I just love don't that. quit. There's no, there's no quit. I was listening to Gary Vee actually, you know, um, on the way to work a couple days ago or whatever, and he was talking about, you know, some lady was coming to him with a problem about I, I've been, you know, 
selling real estate. I'm giving an example. I don't remember what she did. I've been selling real estate for 12 months. I've been really successful. I've made you know over three hundred, four hundred thousand dollars. I'm doing really well, but I think I'm getting burnt out. You know, I don't want to do it anymore. And he's like, okay, then don't, don't do it. If you you did it, I'm sure it took you longer than 12 months. You don't just go into jump. You don't jump into something and just be successful like that, right? So you jump into it, you do it, and now you're burnt out. And move on to something else. That's it. And and go full fledged at that, and and do something else. It doesn't it doesn't mean you're burnt out. It just means you got bored. It's okay to get bored. So do something until you get bored, so to say. But don't get bored of it because you're not being successful at it. Figure out a way to get successful at it. If it's playing video games, play video games freaking as much as you can. If you're in your parents' house, play video games as much as you can. Get as good as you can. Stream it. Be funny with it. Make your videos about it. Be social media. Like there's so much that you can do to try and be successful in one little aspect of your life and just do it. Just do it. Literally like Nike Science. No, you're so right. It's just taking action. And for that person, I think it's more rare for that person. That person sounds like they're, they were good at what they did. Yeah. And they got bored because it's kind of like this is the example that was going through my head while you're talking about that. For me, I love going through like the 2K career modes, right? I, I love going Same. through, you know, the first 10 games, 20 games, yeah. getting to the finals, uh, you know, start putting up points. All my stats are bomb. But when I win the championship game and it's all over, I'm like, it seems boring. Yeah. Like, I'm like, I want to start. Was a new that one. it? And you know what? Career. You know what that reminds? Or what kind of comes in my head when I think about that? I think people like that, and like me, we're just about the process. Yeah. Like we like you know going you know striving towards that goal. Like for me, I wanted to do 40 units this year. Like I was like, I'm getting to these 40 units all year. Just like you know January, February, March. I'm like, I'm getting to the 40. Like I, you check you know your stats and everything. You're all about the process. Yeah. So I feel like. If you're good at something like that, you know, that's great. You know, the point that Gary Vee is trying to get to, I think, is that you don't have to continue doing what you're doing, even if you're making money off of it. You don't have to live that lifestyle yeah. to where you have to make 300, 400. You can say, I'm not happy. Let me go ahead and do what I love doing, even Fair. though it makes me 50 or 70K. I'm just, ha ha I need to be willing to adjust my lifestyle to me being able to do that and then from there grow that and then get back to that lifestyle through the form of the process. Yeah. And you know what, with you saying that, I, I kind of want to go back to your question about what would you tell that person, you know, 24 months ago or what would you tell yourself or what would you tell that person that's in the studio is um, don't settle. Don't settle at all. Don't, don't, sh you know, what, what's the saying? Shoot for the shoot for the stars and you hit the moon. You know what I mean? Like yeah. make big goals, realistic big goals and and strive for them and don't think that you know being in a, a yeah you're in a studio now but don't don't think that being in a two-bedroom one-bath house yeah it's better great but once you're in that two-bedroom one-bath house don't don't settle like go for that three-bedroom two-bath house or go for that four-bedroom three-bath house you know what i mean continue like continue growing yeah don't settle don't settle just keep going keep moving forward and and trying to, to try to go bigger and bigger and bigger i'm taking you to a tony robbins thing man Cause that's one of the things that the key elements that people uh, and I can get super into it. Yeah. But growth is what separates the one percenters exactly. from the ninety nine percent. Yeah. And once you're able to grow, you're able to start giving back. Yeah. Exactly. Those are hand in hand because you can't give back. I mean, you can't give back. You know, the little bit that you have, but for you to give back massively, you need to grow massively. Yeah, and it feels so good to give back. Oh man. <laughs> I love giving back for whatever reason. Like even if it's up. just like for myself, like, like. I'm not in a position to where I can just be like, okay, here, let me go give, 
give a car away. Yeah. You know, which would be great. But even just like volunteering at my church, it feels so good. Like, I don't know what it is. It's, just, fulfill- like, it's fulfilling people, to you. Yeah. It's, it's fulfilling. It's good. Yeah. And so like, if you don't, if you don't know what that feels like, like go do something. Do it around something you love. If you like playing video games, you know, go freaking play video games with the kid that doesn't have a video game platform. And a lot of people, like, going back to that person in the garage or in the studio right now, a lot of people, they always say, oh, well, my environment is too negative. Or all I do is hear negativity all day. Well, you got to switch it up. You know, you're going to – you got to consume stuff that's going to make you in that positive mentality, whether it's Tony Robbins stuff, Gary Vee stuff, you know, stuff that's going to make you feel good. And then if you stay busy, you're going to not have time to deal with the negative stuff. You're going to be so freaking busy going ham with flipping stuff on eBay or freaking filming yourself. You're going to be so freaking busy. You're not going to have time to even think about other stuff because you're so busy growing what you want to do. And in reality, that's all you have to do. If, if you're so focused on that goal that you set for yourself, you're not worried about whatever, you know, your mom or, or whoever it is saying, hey, you're, you're no good. You're not going to do anything. You're not going to make that. Why are you wasting your time? You're wasting 50 hours a week on trying to grow your social media platform. Like, what are you doing? You could be out there having a job. Like, yeah. We can I, go all day, man. We man, can go all day with this. <laughs> come on. Hey, but. It's crazy. We really, really, really appreciate you guys checking out. Our first episode of the Entrepreneur Gene Podcast. We're going to have a lot more stuff just like this coming out on a weekly, maybe twice a week. I don't know. We're going to do it as much as we can. As much as we can. Busy people. But, you know, you got to just like we're trying to pursue our dream, just like we're telling you, we're making time. We have our busy schedules with with other stuff other than this, but we're still going ham because this is something that we're passionate about. We want to do it. And we're going to take you guys the process from a to z and man we're just back to a <laughs> we're at a right now yeah we're at a with, yeah, with this particular project so. so i mean it's exciting like i said it's the process man For so sure. we're gonna get to b c d and For when sure. we finish this one we're gonna get bored and go to the next one exactly so, so i'm excited um i'm i'm freaking hyped up right now we're gonna so. chase gary v we'll have him here i'm telling you guys <laughs> he's gonna and it's be crazy here. because like like i don't know I have his hat. We're going to start having Thanks it so in our studio. Like when, when we have... You have his hat? Yeah. I have a hat signed by him, bro. What? You yes. met him before? Yeah. I met him in person in San Francisco. It. It's a vlog. That's for another podcast. <laughs> yeah. So this podcast. is the beginning of it. For those of you watching on YouTube, just be here for the process with this man. We're looking forward to it. Yeah. If you have any questions, uh, if you're you know questioning anything that we're talking about... Anything. Shoot us a comment. Like... Regardless of what you say, negative or positive, like um, we're gonna respond to it. And if you have something negative to say, go to the next channel. You know, it's not gonna <laughs> bother us really. You're really not gonna affect us. So that's a whole nother podcast. Yeah. Too, blocking <laughs> out the negativity. Just, it's you know, noise. Go to the next podcast. But um, we appreciate your guys' time, and I can't wait to do the next one. You ready to do the next one? After dude, lunch? this one felt like five minutes. <laughs> like 40. I know, dude. And I, I feel like it just went. <laughs> and we were gonna keep going, bro. But I was like, oh shit. No, no, you're good. Yeah, so, all right, let's cut this one here, and then we'll do another one soon. Sounds good. We're excited to take you guys through that journey. Again, my name is Ben. My name is Chris. And we'll see you guys on the next one. Peace out. Peace.